use more. Sounds great. Sounds great. All right. You ready to get started? Yeah, I think so. All right. Let's, uh, okay. <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, Gary. I disagree, Gary. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pulp Friction. It's a show about what divides us, which you just heard was our new theme song composed by yours truly. I'm your hostess with the mostest. You could call me Rocky. And I'm joined today by uh, one of my favorite people. Caden, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Um, yeah, just just vibing. We are vibing out here, Bye. and uh, and uh, so for this episode, uh, you you reached out uh, as <laughs> wanting to be on, and you initially suggested we talk about uh, Hunter Hunter. I decided uh, after a little bit of research because I didn't know that much that it, it's a little too popular, maybe <laughs> to be to be a subject oh, for this show. 100%. Although to, you know, it's like. I, the, 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 the concept is so loose because people people will hate on anything so like mm-hmm. if something if something's popular it's gonna have it's gonna have haters and if something sucks then it's gonna have people who like it and uh so so, so it can't really be about anything but you quickly suggested that we talk about dream and i was actually when you sent me that i was already going to ask you if you wanted to talk about dream. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. the, this is the the minecraft youtuber dream but uh j- just to get us just to get us into it a little bit uh how do you feel about dream why do why why did you think it was a good thing to talk about um I, I when i talk about dream with my friends um i usually explain that i like dream in the way that i like like a social experiment or mm-hmm. in that i like i like studying him under a microscope um in that i i like his content um and i like like the like other people who are associated with him and their content but i am more interested in like how he has shaped the internet (laughs) and Uh, how his fans like interact with people and like interact with the world because I think it's so funny um so yeah I have uh a relatively positive but also very mixed feelings on dream um yeah he's a guy yeah yeah we have uh we've talked about him before just just you and I personally in terms of how Mm -hmm. I feel about him I'm you know I was very into Minecraft YouTubers when I was like you know 13 14 ish and uh and uh, I've gotten back into them. I got back into them probably around March of last year, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and uh, I hadn't watched a single dream video <laughs> before before <laughs> doing research for this episode, though. And um, my my first impression is that he, you know, he does he he's he's got something, you know, he's got a, mm-hmm. a unique formula, and he's he's pretty charismatic, and like 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 I I definitely I I don't know if he's like. It, it, it's weird that he's accumulated such a following because I don't think he's like above and beyond like any mm-hmm. other good Minecraft YouTuber, but like he, he, you know, behind the scenes, he's, he's done a lot to, uh, you know, build up that kind of, that kind of momentum. So I, I think he's an interesting person to talk about. Definitely. And uh, we both did a lot of research for this episode. <laughs> a little too much. A little too much, yeah. And I, you know, that's part of the that's part of the angle of the show is that I always do the research. But I love, 
I love the idea of both of us just just completely going for it. I wonder if I'm going to start by talking about, you know, the history of Let's Plays because because I think I think it sort of helps us understand. That's part of the idea of the show is understanding why people care so much about it. And I think just yeah. talking about like where Let's Plays came from will be important for them. But I think it's possible that these histories, rather than being, you know, one and then the other, they can be kind of in dialogue with each other a little bit yeah. and at, the, at the very least, you know. Once I've once we've established that history, we can play it off against of uh, you know dreams uh, history more specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we can we can just get rolling. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's plays are <laughs> it's interesting. So the uh, you know That's recording something. gameplay has basically been around as long as video games have. There was. Uh, a guy named Skip Rogers who was selling VHS tapes of video game footage with his commentary over them in the 1980s. So it's, it, it, it's a very old phenomenon really of, and, and in that sense, it was really like giving people tips and sort of talking about like the, you know, the, the best ways to get through games. And I think that element has sort of carried over, even though people have come to recognize the elements of personality and you know the, the 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 various things that can actually go into making commentary videos um and there's also a japanese games game show called game center cx that's been running since 2003 that's essentially playing video games and that's more of a like entertainment oriented thing as opposed mm-hmm. to skip rogers so i think those speak to maybe the different the different angles that sort of converged uh, in terms of what Let's Plays can be. So it's generally accepted that the modern Let's Play developed on the Something Awful forums uh, in the early 2000s. And those forums are really where a lot of online culture and especially online gaming culture come from. Uh, just, just, you know, that era of the internet, pretty much everything was forums and that, you know, a lot of people from, from those forums ended up being some of the early you know, important people in the world of gamings be that uh, Ego Raptor, Angry Video Game Nerd. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of important figures from the early days came out that came out of there. And originally, they were uh, screenshot playthroughs in like threads <laughs> with yeah. text-based commentary. <laughs> they, you know, the idea of a video let's play actually like comes after the let's play itself by like five years. Oh, yeah. And so uh, the, a single, uh, a particular something awful user named Slowbeef is credited with having done the first Let's Play on the website in 2004 for Metal yeah. Gear 2. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he's, he's got that slow beef, you know? <laughs> low and slow. And, yeah, he's <laughs> low and slow. And so um, the term Let's Play... Uh, sort of developed around the same time i guess i don't know i don't think i finished this note it just says the term let's play and then, and then <laughs> so true <laughs> but you know they the, the the threads were titled like let's play blank and that's you know that, that's where that yeah. uh, that term really came from so in 2006 uh a user named named vla4 posts a thread called let's mess up i have no mouth and i must scream and uh yeah. that's good yeah <laughs> that, that, that's considered the thread that um that really popularized the let's play format that you know mm-hmm. people a lot of people started doing it after that 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 thread blew up and uh then in 2007 slow beef posts a let's play thread for the game be immortal that includes video commentary so slow beef a posted the first thread let's play uh, you know maybe not the first verse but one of the first ones yeah. and then also posted the first video let's play it was still a thread but there was video in he's it doing so numbers. He, yeah he's really <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> He's doing numbers. 
And so they start to blow up on something awful in this time, 2007-ish, and uh, they get their own separate section because the mods of the game section on something awful are, like, annoyed by them and think they're, like, blowing up the gaming threads. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's around that point in, like, 2008, 2009 that Mm -hmm. that culture starts to migrate to YouTube. Yeah. Which, of course, I, I could have done a little bit about the history of YouTube, but at this point it was, like, you know the the snl videos that people were that were blowing up on there and lazy sunday was kind of the first viral youtube video but um i think at this point at this point smosh might have been the 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 biggest youtubers uh you know it was was a comedy platform most mostly and you know gaming was just starting to seep into there and so in the summer of 2008 uh, they're, they're these two Call of Duty players, uh, Excalizors and Blame Truth, who start posting commentary videos on YouTube, and this this Call of Duty community starts to develop on there uh, between like late 2008 and early 2009. And then in May 2009, coincidentally, another YouTube video is uploaded called Cave Game Tech Test, and this is the the first public release of what would eventually be Minecraft. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so the histories of Minecraft and YouTube gaming are, are very much intertwined. Uh, the, the, the first, like the, the very, very first version of Minecraft that was released to, to anyone outside of the, the game's developers was on the forum uh, TIG source in May, in May of 2009. It was on May 17th. And the first Minecraft gameplay video was uploaded to YouTube less than an hour later. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a video called uh, Mario Minecraft Awesome in which a player builds a pixel art statue of Mario in Minecraft. It was also uploaded that same night that the early early version of Minecraft first yeah. dropped on that forum, and uh, so it's interesting. I mean, you know, obviously building things in Minecraft has become such an essential part of it, but it's interesting yeah. that, that that Minecraft statue was one of the first things that anyone built in Minecraft. Yeah, and, uh, and it was also put on the internet. That's so interesting. Yeah. So in April of 2010, uh, and, you know, as, as I said, uh, gameplay things had started to, you, you know, they continue to build Steam. Uh, but in April mm-hmm. 2010, a fellow named Felix Kielberg starts a channel called PewDiePie after yes. getting after getting locked out of his old account. And his first upload, which has since been deleted, was a Minecraft Let's Play. Was it really? It was, yeah. And the first video that's still up on that channel is from October of that year, and it's also Minecraft. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting because, well, well, we'll get to it in a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. he kind of stops playing Minecraft pretty shortly after that and when he starts to develop a following. But mm-hmm. uh, in June 2010, so two months after that, uh, Minecraft Alpha releases. And, uh, you know, the first, mm-hmm. like, public version of the game. It includes updates like multiplayer, the nether, biomes, redstone the circuits. Nether. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. This is where I think the potential of Minecraft kind of starts to build just yeah. in that you know, I mean, I mean obviously multiplayer is a huge thing and and, mm-hmm. and the nether adds so much and having different biomes, having I mean redstone obviously is is a huge thing because it yeah. it, it, it starts to build towards this this unlimited potential that the mm-hmm. game has. And it also just allows for, because like, was Minecraft beatable like before then? Or was it just like you play it? I, I think it was just you play it. I mean, um, yeah. I don't know when, I think the, I uh, did, did the Wither come before the Ender Dragon? I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I know don't Wither know. Before. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know exactly when the Wither was added, but I think this was probably the point where there became like, 
an objective to the game a little bit. If, right, not, yeah. if, if not an alpha itself, then very shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. But uh, one month later, a YouTuber named Paul Suarez Jr. Uh, releases a Minecraft tutorial. Out of Minecraft. The, the first of his series, yeah. And it, it's and that video is credited with popularizing Minecraft among Let's Players. Obviously, like, you know, people had been making videos of it beforehand, but that's when the Let's Play community kind of took to it. Mm-hmm. So Notch, who, you know, oh is... The, the guy that had posted I, I i wanted to see if i could do this in a way where i don't talk about notch at all <laughs> right uh, he obviously he uploaded the cave game tech test video he uploaded uh he made like the the cave game early pre-minecraft version of minecraft he sets up this company mojang the game goes into beta the official version is released in november of 2011 one month mm-hmm. later notch completely steps down from the game and Good. uh gives uh, jeb full creator creative control. And Hatsune Miku takes over. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. what Yeah. Uh so one of the earliest YouTube Let's Players, Chugga Conroy, posted his first first My Let's Play. Love. Yes, he posted his first Let's Play of Earthbound. Mm-hmm. By 2010, he was the single most subscribed gamer on YouTube. For him. He also started one of the first Let's Play groups, uh, the Runaway Guys, with some other early adapters. So so you know this this communal aspect of Let's Playing uh chugga conroy is is you know a big part of that and then in august and then in august of 2010 so a month after paul suarez releases his tutorial c nanners oh my god (laughs) uploads his first minecraft video and this is the first they've been upload like how long they've been uploading jeez yeah 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 and and c nanners is is the first I, I think the first case of like an already established Let's Player playing Minecraft. At the, you know, at this point in 2010, he had like 200,000 subscribers. He had partnered with Machinima. He was he was like the first guy to partner with Machinima. He, he was the first like already established guy to be playing Minecraft. Mm-hmm. So over the course of 2011, Minecraft picks up a lot of steam. Uh, more newcomers are playing it. You know, uh, CNanners and his new competitor, Yogscast, who are really... Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, if you think about it, the Yogg's cast, they started out playing World of Warcraft, but they really became popular from their Minecraft series, and they were like yeah. the first channel to do that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they, you know, they're starting to rack up significant views, and uh, smaller creators like Syndicate, Sky Does Minecraft, the, the since-disgraced Toby Turner uh, mm-hmm. are also uploading Minecraft videos at this time. Uh, but uh, some of the innovations that Yogg's cast brings to it are incorporating a lot of mods into their videos and custom mm-hmm. maps you know they're really sort of showing the the again this this infinite potential that the game has and then in 2011 uh another youtuber by the name of captain sparkles My uploads uh, yeah <laughs> to see him. he's to this day like as i've told you pretty like basically i definitely watch him like five times as much as any other minecraft yeah YouTuber. I, every night <laughs> fall asleep to him Exactly. He's he's so great. He consistently has played Minecraft. Because Minecraft died off for a little bit, but he yeah. kept going with it. He kept on chuglin and uh <laughs> he, he rode out the wave and once uh once things picked up again around 2019, he was right there to uh to be back in the limelight, especially yeah. after especially after revenge, which which we'll get to in a second. Uh so <laughs> Captain Spark so in twenty eleven, Captain Sparkles uploads the probably the first ever Minecraft song parody, TNT. A parody mm-hmm. of Tayo Cruz's Dynamite, and it blows Iconic. up. And then shortly thereafter, he uploads Revenge, a parody of Usher's DJ Got Us All in Love, which mm-hmm. also blows up. Might still be his <laughs> most watched video, actually. Uh, you know, it had a resurgence 2019, 2020, kind of, kind of, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have heard of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like I said, uh, it was August of 2010 that CNNers uploads his first Minecraft video on Let's Play Star getting into it. By the end of 2011, Yogscast has over a million subscribers. Revenge has over 16 million views. And mm -hmm. the first Minecon happens in November. So, so <laughs> Minecraft becomes such a huge thing really over the course of 2011. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in 2010, it was like a, a brand new game and it, it becomes a movement in, in that short time. <laughs> yeah. Which it's interesting to think about why that why that might be because because we're talking about the the potential that it had and that and that the Yogscast really exposed people to but yeah I I feel like so so much of that hadn't really been completely explored yet there were obviously there were maps and there was multiplayer options but I feel like it's just the I mean the aesthetic of Minecraft is so iconic and mm -hmm. you know there have been there had been games like that beforehand but Minecraft really it, it just hit on something you know. Yeah, it's very, because um, I remember I got into Minecraft sort of like when it first came out, um, one of the one of the OGs, and mm. um, I remember buying it and my mom like watching me play and being like, oh, this looks like the games that we used to play, like in the 80s. And I'm like, yeah, it's amazing how um, just like such limited graphics are just like continuously staying iconic. And like, uh, there's, I think there's something to be said about how simple it is and how much you can make out of that simplicity, which is similar to like kind of how Pokemon was and stuff like that, where it's just like, there's so much potential for a child to just go to town and like make whatever they want and like make this world whatever they want, um, which gets more into kind of like how it blew up again. Um, yeah. But yeah. And we talked, I talked about how one of the early like gaming communities on YouTube was for Call of Duty. I feel like there's, there's an element to Minecraft that is more universal than Call of Duty could be. Mm -hmm. And given that children are really like, like even in those early days are a, a big part of the audience for Let's Plays. I feel like having a game like Minecraft that can, you know, that can be more family friendly or can be, it can be whatever you want it to be. I feel like that's you know it, it was it was the right children's game for the moment <laughs> yeah and it was also all like solely pc and mm -hmm. so which which makes it it feels like it's easier to record and just like publish because i know a lot of like like yeah you're talking about like a child like fan base games like pokemon mario like stuff like that you, you can't record that and put it on a like nintendo won't let you <laughs> they sure. won't let you like record stuff like that um and so uh, like having a children's game that is so easily like so easy to literally just screen record and like put on the internet um yeah. you know it feels like that probably helped too and as we'll get into a lot of these people started super young a lot of the people who have blown up recently mm. were you know 10 year olds uploading minecraft videos like in the like early days kids yeah, yeah. people just just kind of kept going with it uh, so, so, you know, Minecraft just keeps rising and rising through 2012. Mm -hmm. I didn't find anything significant that really happened in 2012, but it just, you know, it kept building. Yeah. Uh, it, it peaks in about 2013, uh, which is also the year that PewDiePie becomes the most subscribed YouTuber, just to give you an idea of how gaming has kind of taken over YouTube by this point. Although once again, yeah. PewDiePie refuses to play Minecraft at the point where mm -hmm. he, where he's the most subscribed YouTuber. And, uh, so by the end of 2013, Sky does Minecraft. It has also become one of the top 20 most subscribed channels on YouTube, mm -hmm. just, just ahead of uh, Tyler Oakley. Is he, you know, these, oh these, these Minecraft players, I think Syndicate was really high up too. And uh, I think a great deal of that popularity comes from mods, maps, the collaborative element. And one of the most popular games is a plugin called Hunger Games, which was mm -hmm. released 
you know, shortly Classic. after the film came to be known as survival games. Uh, but that, you know, it's, it's a significant one and an important one. And something that sky was especially known for, mm-hmm. but talking about sky, uh, Get, gets us into Team Crafted, mm-hmm. which is a, a Let's Play group that was started by him and Deadlocks in summer 2012. Uh, mm-hmm. The initial lineup also included Minecraft Universe, Seto Sorcerer, Husky Mudkipper, uh, Kermit Plays Minecraft, and uh, Sunday. Just just these people who were like, we're going to start a group and we're going to record together and have like a, you know, kind of a brand. In like, like the next year, summer 13, uh, Jerome ASF and Beijing Canadian join. Kermit leaves. Mm-hmm. Sky's then girlfriend who was kind of a part of it also leaves and breaks up with him even even at this point there's you know tension starting to build which means it's the perfect time to buy a house together exactly (laughs) yeah so in november 2013 they released a video on this new team crafted channel showing off their new house that they all bought and they're living in together minecraft house the minecraft house yeah really (laughs) one of the first like like youtuber houses influencer houses that was out there for for team crafted and people notice that uh seto sorcerer one of the original members is not around not being mentioned at all uh, and so Seto makes a video where he says that he was voted out of the team without warning and just 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 completely kicked off. Sky responds in a Tumblr post saying that Seto was pushed out because he didn't want to share any personal information and the team was moving towards, you know, these vlogs and endorsements and in-person stuff. Sky mm-hmm. also uh, uses Seto's real name while talking about how he doesn't want his real name to get out. That's, yeah, that's not good. Which is not good. Yeah. But four days later, Sky also leaves. <laughs> And then Deadlocks leaves and and some of the animators leave and, you know, the thing kind of falls apart from there. They don't really do videos past that point, but there are still people kind of floating in and out living in the house. Uh, Minecraft Universe was the only person living in there at one point. Uh, In 2014... (laughs) Abandoned Minecraft house. In 2014, one of the people living there was a fellow by the name of Austin Post, who would later come to be known as Post Malone. Post Malone, yeah. Yeah, lived in in the Minecraft house. Yeah. (laughs) Have you that seen really that? changed the trajectory of his life. Totally. Have you seen the video, the music video that he did with uh, with Minecraft Universe in like 2014? No. It's it's called Why Don't You Love Me. It's a really funny song, uh, and uh, he's his his like the the character that Post is playing is uh, is uh, Leon DeChino, and he it's just this super mm-hmm. cheesy 80s kind of video, but it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a very funny video that uh, that he did back in the day. So this drama continues to brew. Sky is beefing with Beijing Canadian. Sky is beefing with uh, Sunday. Sky is beefing with everyone, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that wasn't that wasn't the finishing blow, certainly. But I think that this that's really where drama starts to become a part of the the the, the, the my, Minecraft YouTube or MCYT as it's now known community. And I feel like yeah. that, that was that was part of why it died down, because you know, the, a lot of it was this community and all these people playing together. And then when they mm-hmm. kind of fell out with each other, it became uncomfortable. Yeah. And more and more drama started to develop. First, you had uh, Lion Maker, who was, who was you know, somewhat of some renown in those days. And it was, you know, it came out that he had been soliciting nudes from minors. Uh, uh, Basherverse, who was someone who Sky collaborated with a lot. There was allegations coming out about him that... Mm-hmm. I've, I, I, I don't remember exactly what they were and I don't really want to get into them because I, I had read somewhere that they 
weren't entirely true, but mm -hmm. uh, that drama was being instigated by this up and comer, one of the first like drama YouTubers, Keemstar. Uh, yeah. this, his first beef, like, 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 like the, the, the first thing that put him in the limelight was, was this, that he was putting out this stuff about Basher mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it, it was the thing that really raised his profile. So meanwhile, interest in Minecraft continues to drop because of this drama, because of this, you know, uncomfortable feeling around a lot of things. A lot of Minecraft YouTubers quit uh around 2016 2017 that's when sky uh, announces that he's quitting uh people move to new games like uh fortnite which which unveils a battle royale mode in 2017 mm -hmm. which ironically is a direct descendant of minecraft hunger games yeah exactly i was just about to say yeah so so because because it's like hunger games and then the the daisy mod and then uh pub and then fortnite right yeah so that's by so this funny. point yeah so by this point you know minecraft the like the community is is basically dead for yeah. for a little bit and there's also like the whole like idea of cringe too of like minecraft is like oh a children's game that only like cringe people play um mm -hmm. i think had a big effect on like why people like didn't want to play it um they're like well yeah. i don't want to be seen as cringe and i think there's a there's an overlap there obviously with young people there's that but there's also just the the overlap with that and people seeing the drama and seeing you know people have these really intense personal like breakdowns about this mm -hmm. children's game that that, that that i think adds to the idea yeah. that it's you know a, a, an absurd thing to be uh interested in mm -hmm. sounds familiar <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> So in 2019, two years after the fact, a popular gamer by the name of Call Me Carson, really, uh. <laughs> <laughs> the faces we make of that, uh, his very first video was a Minecraft Let's Play in 2011. Um, <laughs> you know, again, like I said, a lot of these people started out as like young kids playing Minecraft, yeah. but, he start, but he starts a multiplayer event called SMP Live. Mm -hmm. uh, he started SMP Live? Yeah, I didn't realize him, that. Oh. And uh, C Scoop, uh, mm -hmm. and it ultimately attracts over 130 members. The original lineup is mostly creators known for other games who have an interest in Minecraft due to its like it, it gets this kind of nostalgia factor around this time. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just you know, there's a variety of reasons, but like the you know, people more and more people start to come on. Uh, ultimately, it recruits a lot of the the well-known newcomers of this of, of this of this new generation of Minecraft players, Technoblade mm -hmm. and Tommy, and the, the list goes on, as well as yeah. old timers like Ant Venom and Captain Sparkles who were, you know, part of the first, the very first wave. Mm -hmm. And then in June of 2019, uh, the unthinkable happens. PewDiePie uploads a Minecraft video. Yeah. The, 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 this was actually an attempt to generate interest uh, as part of his ongoing feud with uh, T-Series, the Indian music label that was overtaking him in subscribers. Mm -hmm. And uh, releasing a Minecraft video, he was like, I'm going to do Minecraft and Fortnite and Roblox. And uh the, like, like it got him back up to number one on YouTube for a short yeah. time, like, like, like it, you know, allowed him to overtake T-Series. But then a few days later, he called off the feud after being inadvertently implicated in the Christchurch shooting. Um, oh, so, he, yeah, so, so he calls <laughs> off that whole thing and, uh, you know, keeps making videos, keeps playing Minecraft. And 
there are other things that I'm going to get into in a bit, but I think like, because he's still the biggest independent creator on YouTube, right, these, yeah. vid- these videos kind of create a newfound interest in Minecraft for oh, the 100%. general, like, like, like the same way that CNANners exposed the general gaming community to Minecraft. I think PewDiePie led to, you know, the broader gaming community taking a look at Minecraft again. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got this, this SMP live community coming up at the same time. Yeah. And uh, so then Keemstar kind of comes back into the picture. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you missed him. He obviously had gotten big off of exposing uh, some of these Golden Age Minecraft YouTubers having feuds with them. And uh, he he's a big deal now. He's a big person in the YouTube drama community. He decides to sort of merge these audiences the you know the newcomers to minecraft and the og minecraft and the and the um the gaming community at large who has a new interest in minecraft so he first announced minecraft mondays as a joke because he had an actual series called friday Fortnite, and he and he Mm -hmm. said okay now i'm gonna do minecraft mondays and like 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 hours later tweeted that was a joke His his fans kept tweeting him about it. The first tweet was like 2018. In April of 2019, uh, he he started to tease like maybe actually doing it, and mm-hmm. then in June in June he actually confirms it. Yeah. And so the the lineup for the first Minecraft Monday, uh, which had a ten thousand dollar prize, it included SMP Live members like Carson and Technoblade. It included Captain Sparkles, Beijing Canadian, uh, mm-hmm. and non Minecraft figures like Ninja and Mr Beast. And then the big success story of week one is Technoblade, who you know people don't yeah. really know him that well, like the, the 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 OG Minecraft players and all that. And he just, especially in the second half of that first week, just wipes the floor with everyone. Yeah. And he becomes <laughs> the, like. like he does and he completely blows up after after the first week of that tournament the next week pewdiepie is there james charles is there yeah <laughs> james charles like place in the minecraft youtuber community is astounding to me like he's just there he, he's just <laughs> around yeah and people people are chill with him you know <laughs> they're, like, yeah. they're like yeah okay and, uh, and so in week nine, one of the competitors who had been there for a while, a smaller YouTuber named Bad Boy Halo, teams oh up God. with his long, longtime server moderator, a then complete unknown, or had recently blown up on a couple videos, but a relative unknown by the name of Dream. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately yeah <laughs> so i don't know where your your dream history begins i have a little bit of like he started his channel in 2014 and he was you know he was working as a mod for bad boy halo at the time yeah. uh the, the some crazy numbers here between july and august of 2019 dream subscribers multiplied 46 times <laughs> yeah it's like ridiculous how people from 1.5000 to 56000 <laughs> And from 100,000 views to over 3 million views, mm-hmm. uh, he, it was really just in that time. And his first couple of videos that he put out, uh, he did uh, This Cursed Minecraft Video Will Trigger You, mm-hmm. which was a fairly successful video. And then he did a series of videos about like reverse engineering, finding PewDiePie's world seed from his Minecraft series. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was the stuff that, uh, that, that really blew him up. And he's, you know, a, a couple of quick facts here. First of all, uh, an insider poll from earlier this year found that he was one of the most liked and most disliked influencers. He's so funny. That really just describes him perfectly. Yeah, just to sort of speak to like why he's the kind of person to talk about on the show. He's also, fun fact, four days older than me. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know his birthday. He's a Leo, I think. Is he? Yeah. 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 It says a lot. 
it doesn't adjust. And so over 2020, he went from 1 million to 15 million subscribers. And then, you know, he, he started his, uh, his SMP. Yeah. Um, a lot of my, the, I guess, history that I um, have is more of just like the controversies that he's been involved in, because I think that's, um, you know, the, I guess the social aspect of the dream uh, phenomena, if you will. Um, no, but yeah, uh, I think the him blowing up was just like, a, it, like wild. Like he was nothing like two years ago. Um, and, but he still like, he was like, like you said, he was in the background. He was Bad Boy Halo's moderator. He was like, had some vague presence on like Reddit and stuff like that. But he... I think he's talked about it before in streams, he like studied the algorithm and like he knew he was going to blow up like the second that he started posting. And he, that's why he told all of his friends to start posting too, while he told like George Not Found and Snapnap to create their own YouTube channels because he was like, I'm going to blow up soon because I know how YouTube works and I'm going to figure mm-hmm. it out and I'm going to do it. Um, which I think is very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, that, it's a crazy way of doing things, you know, just like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it, it worked. And, I, and, I, and it, it's interesting how like his... I talked about that series about him finding PewDiePie's world seed. And in, in mm. retrospect, that does feel like a very calculated way of attracting an audience right 100%. out the game. Just, 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 you know, like just this community building thing where you got like 10 people together to actually go and find it. And just, mm-hmm. you know, something that speaks directly to PewDiePie's fans who it's yeah. not everyone, but it's like, you know, tens of millions of people. It, 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 it's, a, it's a clever play. Mm-hmm. And then just he had his you know, um, his formula, the, like, Minecraft accept, Minecraft but, like, Herobrine, he had BuzzFeed Unsolved in one of his videos, which, like, obviously, like, buzzwords, like, he's literally, he, it's, when you look through his channel, and when you look through, like, the things that he's posted, and, like, his titles, and his thumbnails, it's like, oh, like, he knew what he was doing. Oh, totally. And those series, you know, obviously everyone does 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 Minecraft butt now. That's 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 what the algorithm yeah. likes. But uh, <laughs> he, he really, you know, he pioneered that in a lot of ways. And I think he was just he was someone who was bringing something, bringing like different formats to Minecraft videos. Yeah. Where I think I think in the golden age there were like the, the the idea of formats was like playing different mini games and and you know collaborating with different people. The idea of like of like just just changing something about Minecraft itself and 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 like mm-hmm. the Manhunt series too just like just like beating Minecraft going back to survival really for the, being one of the first people yeah. to do that and just like doing it in a different way every time the, you mm-hmm. know that that I think is something pretty ingenious that he was one of the early adapters of yeah 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 um and also like speedrunning and stuff cuz he Mm-hmm. like that's like probably his biggest controversy ironically because it has absolutely no effect on the real world whatsoever um but it's also like not what he's known for like mm-hmm. as uh as a content creator he's known for like his videos and like what he does and he's like not known as a streamer he's known as a youtuber um which is funny because now the whole you know whole minecraft youtuber community is very centered around streaming and around twitch and around you know these like twitch live events and shit like that so that's true yeah it's i think um one of the most interesting parts of dream is the fact that he is like very much on the outskirts of everything that happens within like the minecraft youtuber community um in that like he is there's a lot of people who like are subscribed to dream but don't really care about like his content or more are more involved with the other people's content but then when dream blows up 
he's like because of a controversy or whatsoever he's a blamed for everything even if it's like a completely different part of the fan base or he's just like the idea of like a minecraft youtuber is like dream now and Mm -hmm. so he no matter what happens dream is being involved in it even though like like he again he's a youtuber he's not a streamer he's um not very present on social media unless he's like on his like like small account and it's just like there's this like disconnect between like how people view like the Minecraft YouTuber community and how people view Dream, and it's it's like, what's going on there? Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's, I mean, part of it for a lot of people, I you know, obviously for people who followed Minecraft Mondays, and then uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he was in a lot of the championships, but uh, just just yeah. people who followed that uh, that space, it was like, oh, here's here's someone new, but then the controversies and the his very vocal fan base on Twitter mm-hmm. who, who would, who would, you know, get him trending very often just, just to have him be trending. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. like, 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 like people started to see dream whether they wanted to or not. And I think yeah. there's a certain subset of people who don't know anything about the, the, the community and, and just know dream and his friends. Mm-hmm. Cause like he, I mean, the way that I found out about dream was through, his smp because i used to watch wilbur a lot um mm-hmm. wilbur and tommy uh, which a lot of people it, it's funny because like a year ago when like the pandemic started a lot of people joke that like oh wilbur and tommy are like the gateway drug into like dream and the minecraft youtuber community even though dream was the most popular content creator in that space at the time and was literally the owner of the smp um but like the idea of like this fan base which is a lot of let's be honest, like very nerd of Irish kids um, mm-hmm. getting involved in it, I think was the start of like the lore on the Dream SMP. And I think that was kind of what, like sure, Dream was kind of blowing up before then, but that's what really blew up like Minecraft, commu- the Minecraft YouTuber community as a whole, and especially the toxic aspects of the Minecraft YouTuber community. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's what blew Dream up, but I think that's what made him so disliked as a person mm-hmm. was like this Dream, like this SMP becoming like a, a story and having like a bunch of people whose like lore is tied into it and like having a plot line and having characters who aren't the content creators but have the same names as the content creators and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And and, and the lore element of the Dream SMP I think is very interesting because mm-hmm. there had been, I, I, I guess I would say that uh, the Mayanite series that Syndicate and Captain Sparkles did in about 2014 was uh, sort of pioneering in, in terms of having an SMP with lore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think what that format did for dream especially being something a little more competitive and at times antagonistic than previous iterations of that Mm -hmm. had been like it it sort of turned it into a team sport in a way that i i think was responsible for again that 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 phenomenon of of things from dream smp blowing up on twitter all the time that no one else knew about and and you know just just sort of riling up uh, his fan Mm -hmm. base in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'm surprised you didn't mention um, Achievement Hunter either, because I think they also mm. had a really big influence on um, the Minecraft YouTuber community, like, especially in the early days. They were, like, sort of the, um, like, the YouTubers I watched growing up, um, along with Captain Sparkles, because they, I feel like, were the first people who, maybe not the first, but definitely were one of the bigger people who had, like, 
an SMP and there was some vague lore involved in it. It wasn't like, oh, like these are happening as like a storyline, but it was more of like, oh, like these characters are like, okay, they had like, what was it? Like team gents and team lads. And they were like, had the teams and they did all these like different uh, tournaments and events and stuff like that. But it was all within this like one group and never changed. Um, and they had, you know, like the Tower of Pimps or whatever. And like, there was like right. some vague lore involved with it. Um, and I think that is, I don't think that's what started the, whole craze about um, Minecraft YouTuber today, but I do think that it was a very similar fan base and that there were a lot of like, you had the kind of like the gamers who watched them for the gaming content, but then you also had all these kids who were watching it because they enjoyed the people behind them. Um, and they also have the Let's Play YouTube channel. Like they, they own the quote unquote Let's Play, like the YouTube channel name Let's Play. Um, sure. They didn't copyright it, obviously, but um, yeah, I think they they fell off, definitely, but they still make Minecraft content, and a lot of the mm -hmm. original people are still involved in that content. Yeah, and they were definitely, you know, one of the major players who was continually, because like I said, PewDiePie stopped doing Minecraft when he blew up, and the, you know, mm -hmm. there, I think there were a lot of people who, even people who did Minecraft early on, who as, as, as soon as they got big, they were like, yeah, I don't know, they were one of the people who were big in gaming in general and were continuing to do Minecraft. Yeah, and they were also all of their stuff was also in survival mode too. And like, mm -hmm. it was like building these things in survival mode and having these like big elaborate like competitions in survival mode. Um, and they never used mods in their videos or anything like that. They just built stuff and had games and like stuff like that. But on one hand, it's a very similar fan base, but on the other hand, it's very, very different because um, I just think Twitter as a whole has kind of like changed the way that children um, consume media, but yeah, they were. I feel like they were a more like edgier version of um, of like Minecraft YouTubers because you had like Michael who was like very vulgar and like Gavin who was also like very vulgar, um, but they were never called out for their problematic behavior. Um, and like if they yeah. were, it was like a Tumblr post with a hundred notes. Like it wasn't really a big thing. Yeah, that's interesting because because that gets us into you know. Uh... Schlatt and uh, Swagger Soul, some of the other people mm -hmm. who are involved in 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 uh, SMP Live, and, and yeah. you know we're we're involved in all these communities who have gotten into trouble with with the you know the kids who who watch uh, who, who watch a lot of a lot of this content because yeah. they you know they're more vulgar and more uh, kind of uh, provocative, I guess. They problematic. Yeah, <laughs> problematic is is a good is a good way to put it. And, uh, you know, I, I feel sometimes I haven't seen a lot of their content, but I feel that they don't always know how to respond to it. And their, their solution a lot of the time is just to ignore it. And that like pretty much works for them because they have their own audience who knows what to expect from them. But there are definitely moments, I think, where, where, where they've like tried to kind of address it and they've kind of fallen flat in that regard just because, you know, you're talking about just because the the culture is very different from what it was in the time that uh achievement hunter was happening or there there was like more provocative elements among them and then there are still people like that today but it's it's you know there's you you'll you'll get called out for it mm -hmm. well yeah because i think that goes into the more general history of just youtube as a whole and that um you know i've seen a lot of people talk about how like the kids these days are into the dream smp or into like dream in general um are like 1450 and like they didn't go through that era of the internet where like 
there was blackface on the cover of YouTube, like on the front page of YouTube. Oh yeah, Shane Dawson. Like, <laughs> yeah, you had like kind of creators like Shane Dawson who was like, oh, that's just like funny now. Like that's just like, that's humor. Like dark humor is right. funny. And it's like, right. they like, while obviously that stuff isn't right. It's like, there it there comes a time where like, I think a lot of the kids nowadays don't know the difference between like something that's actually problematic and harmful and something that's just like, they deem as problematic and harmful. And also like yeah. the idea of people growing from that. Cause like you said, a lot of these content creators are very old and they're from like the beginning of YouTube and from like that time period, you have like uh, Technoblade, like you said, and like Phil's of Minecraft and Captain Spark, Captain Spark wasn't problematic, he's a king, but um, something mm-hmm. like that who like said things that were normal on the internet back then which and like they have obviously come out like later on and been like hey I don't I I regret saying that stuff I didn't mean it but I said it but like that's just what the internet was yeah there's I I think there can be a a a misunderstanding about things where you know people people on one side or the other will say will say that those things were like accepted at that time or that or or that you know that 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 it it reflects how the person felt at that time the truth is Mm -hmm. that the idea of what the idea of humor was different. And, and yeah. I, I feel like in comedy in general, this was more in the like early to mid 2000s, but on, on, on YouTube, it was very much a thing in the late 2000s and the early 10s, where it was just the idea was to say something that is going to get a rise out of people. Yeah, and, and that gets like, views. Yeah, it's something that makes people angry. Uh, you know, that, 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 was the, that was seen as a source of comedy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a, and there's a long history to that. That goes back to some of the, uh, you know, comedians like Lenny Bruce and John Rivers and then how that was sort of bastardized uh, over time because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, once, once, once liberals and progressive people have sort of a modicum of power, it's like, well, how do we make those people upset? And then, you know, thing, things that are trying to be cutting edge end up sort of falling backwards. Um, I, I think some people who look at it today and who grew up in a, in a culture of, of more acceptance and and you know be where 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 people have a voice it's like it's you know there there can be a disconnect of not really understanding why someone would say something yeah. in comedy and not actually mean it yeah and i think that like going back to jay schlatt um <laughs> the man of myth legend um yeah he was he had a completely separate fan base before he joined like minecraft and started doing minecraft content and then you have all these like like I said, 14, 15-year-olds who find his content through Dream or through, probably through Wilbur, most likely because of, like, the S&P and stuff like that, um, who are, like, oh, like, they think that he, and given that he is a bad person who makes bad, like, problematic content, but, like, they see that, but they still, like, latched onto it because he was part of the Dream S&P, and so he started getting more and more problematic because he was trying to shake off all of these children who were liking his content, um, because he didn't want them to be fans of him because he wanted to make his own content that wasn't involved with Minecraft and he didn't know how to like get them to go away because he would be yeah. he's very vocal about how he didn't want them to be following him but they would still like continuously like latch onto him and try to make him into the person that they wanted him to be and he was like this isn't the content that I create like right. and yeah so there's a it's a very like it's a big thing of like when and I, I kind of talk about this in like the research that I did how like people have to be categorized into like you're a Minecraft YouTuber or you're not, or like mm-hmm. you're a fan of Minecraft YouTubers or you're not. Uh, and there's no, there's no gray area there. Yeah. And, and it, it should be noted. I think that if you think about who Schlatt's fan base is, it probably is also a lot of children, but you know, oh, yeah. it, it, it's Twitter versus like 4chan. 
yeah basically or, or, or reddit maybe to be to be a little kinder to him but um <laughs> whatever whatever the case may be it's you know they, it's, it's just different crowds everyone who plays minecraft knows that their fans are gonna be kids yeah i think like back when i was kind of first getting into dream, the um like dream and like minecraft youtubers as a whole um there was sort of this I, I was sort of grateful about it because I felt like it was preventing a lot of kids from going into that like alt-right YouTube rabbit hole um, that like was kind of like a thing on the internet of like, oh, you start watching PewDiePie and then you start getting recommended Keemstar and then you start getting recommended, you know, f- feminist gets owned during Call of Duty like stuff. And then you just, like keep falling down that until you're on like alt-right YouTube. Um, right. And I was like, oh, Dream is giving people like these neurodivergent kids an outlet to like express these like interests that they have like the children like neurodivergent children this outlet to express these interests that he have without like being uh like a fascist um or like a neo-nazi like PewDiePie is um which I guess up for debate but um but now it's like because they were not necessarily because they were sheltered from that but because they started watching this content um I feel like they don't have any exposure to like something like to like you said like this era of the internet like before dream where um that kind of content was just said to get a rise out of people and they sort of were sheltered from like the bad parts of the internet that like given that kids shouldn't be exposed to that stuff but that they kind of need to have some sort of nuance and to understand that like everything is like two-sided yeah, and and we we again we could get into the specifics here, but it's it, it's yeah. interesting to pull back to PewDiePie, who has had so many very intense and serious. I don't like like even out of the smaller creators that I know, there are very few people who I think have 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 done things as bad as what PewDiePie has done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what to make of the fact. I you know. He's he's not really relevant today as such. He's sort of just like, you know, all these people subscribe to him because it was part of this. Like, we got to take down this, this this label who does a completely different kind of thing from what we do. But uh, yeah. it, it it was it was a bizarre thing that he'll subscribe to PewDiePie thing. But uh, I think I think I think he he has a lot of passive fans, and you know the 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 question is about like the the young people who see that he's so popular and who start out with him but man just he, he he's really like become kind of a blueprint i think for 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 people like schlatt to to to, to just be like yeah. i can i can i i can get away with pretty much anything yeah if I, if I, yeah it, it's it's insane yeah um okay so i don't i don't think mine are necessarily chronological order um but i did try and list every single one that I do know of. Um, right. So I guess we can start with the speed running one, which is probably the biggest one. Um, and that was uh, a while ago. I think it was like about eight months ago. Um, and that Dream, Dream used to like, well-known Dream used to be a speed runner, um, not because he was like known for it, sort of like, like Illumina is like known for speed running, but because he just wanted to do it for a while. Um, and so he got, um, at the time it was a world record, I believe, but I don't believe it is. And it, it wasn't when it got taken down. Um, he had a 1.16 speed run, um, and speedrun.com took it down and accused him of cheating and he denied it for a very long time. Yeah. I have more notes on this, but just to, uh, to, 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 you know, be factual here, it was originally a fifth place record. Oh, okay. 
I think it was down to like 16th by the time he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like down. yeah, not even on the leaderboard anymore. Um, I think he probably. I think he might have posted the YouTube video saying it was a world record, but um, that was probably just to get views. Right. Um, <laughs> do you have? Uh, the date of when he posted it exactly. I don't have that, but I do have. I probably do. Let me just look at it here. Um, let's see. A lot of sort of disparate notes on Dream. It was in October of okay. 2020. Okay, uh, yeah, that yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, like about uh, eight months ago. Um, and so he, it got taken down and then um, it came, he, it, there started like being like this big ruckus of like oh dream was like i didn't cheat he was very defensive at first he was very like um almost like going after the mods of speedrun.com being like why would i have cheated like being like very like not violent but like outwardly like verbally violent um aggressive and, yeah aggressive that's the word i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> um but and i think that sort of um gave his fans an excuse to also be the same way to also be aggressive um and so those mods got a lot of harassment from dream fans and dream even at one point so like dream made a, a follow-up video because well the people at speed i'm very disjointed but people at speedrun.com made a video explaining the odds of dream cheating and i think it was like um the drop rates that he had it was like a one in seven billion chance of happening which was like the funny number for a while I believe it was uh, one in 82 billion for the drops. And then like combined with other factories, it was one in 177 billion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they made that video and then Dream made a follow-up video being like, well, just because something is not likely to happen doesn't mean that it can't happen. Um, and hired like a mathematician to uh, prove that he didn't cheat. Uh, and mathematician was like, yeah, it's possible for this to have happened. Like I ran the numbers as possible. Um, and then later on, the mathematician came out and said like, well, like maybe he cheated. He could have cheated. Um, and a lot of other stuff started coming out about like I, someone else made a follow-up. Someone else on Reddit made a follow-up video to Dream's follow-up video being like, no, this is why all your numbers are wrong. Um, and it just kind of went on for a very long time. And then it, it became like the meme. It was like, oh, dream cheated. Like you have nothing to say. Um, and it wasn't until just recently, like a so that it went on, went on for like two months. And then just recently, like a couple of weeks ago, dream made like a twit longer at 4 a.m being like i cheated <laughs> and um he claimed that he like accidentally cheated and that he had a mod on for his his manhunt series that changed the drop rates of ender pearls with piglins or um just to make it a little bit easier on himself because he's like doing the manhunts but he didn't think that it would affect um single player that it would only affect multiplayer and so he didn't check to see that it was off which like in hindsight is kind of like understandable but like if that was the case why wouldn't you have like thought of that eight months ago when like right. this came out um and like he said that he checked all of his folders to see that the mod like if any mods were there and it's like if you actually did check your folders you would have seen that a mod was there um so it's a little like a lot of people are like he obviously um like knew and just didn't want to come out and say that he knew because he didn't want to like say that he was wrong um which sucks because all of these mods got 
harassed um, for by a bunch of 14 year olds on the internet because Dream exactly. refused to admit that he was in the wrong over cheating in a speed run, which like is like the least, like it's the easiest thing to be like, I was wrong about. Like, how does that affect you at all? Right. So I have a I have a few more details. I, I'm yeah. just running through my notes here that that can can add things to it. Um, yeah, let's see. Fifth place record. Uh, that was in October. Two months later, Speedrun.com's Minecraft moderators come together with a 14 minute video and a 29 page yeah, yeah. report explaining the findings of their two month investigation two into months. the verisimilitude of Dream's record, and they they mm. you know obviously take it down. Um, and they compare it in those charts to uh, the actually faster runs by Illumina, for example, where the drop rate fell well within, you know, the margin of, of, of error relative to, yeah. to Dream just going off the charts there. Um, and they determined that Dream's game was modified and removed a speed run. People were already accusing Dream of cheating actually before the oh, investigation. Yeah. Yeah, like 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 as early as October, and 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 Dream was like very summarily being like, be, you know, people were you know picking out their own data, and, and Dream was saying, no, it's it, it's cherry picked. I don't have the knowledge or the motivation to cheat, and mm-hmm. so that. But then this this thing comes out that's like you know these these professionals ran the numbers and it's like well it seems like it seems like it was modified so dream mm-hmm. releases that this 19 page rebuttal report by this anonymous third party uh who he said was a was a was an astrophysicist and uh i guess probably was <laughs> i don't think i don't think that person's come forward but uh yeah no yeah they were definitely but they were also paid by dream so it was a little like <laughs> like you're being paid by this person to say like what you want about him kind of thing yeah, but he basically explained how how the the data that how the data could have been skewed and what they did, how the number of mm-hmm. of uh, random factors that they were accounting for was lower than what would actually be present, and yeah. he, he determined that it was it was very unlikely but not impossible. So Speedrun.com mm-hmm. later releases a six page rebuttal to that. Uh, that includes uh, this quote, most of the direct criticisms of our analysis in the response paper are blatantly incorrect, disputing <laughs> the accuracy of extremely standard statistical techniques firmly grounded in probability theory. The only criticism of our analysis, which even arguably holds any water, is the critique of our choice of 10 as the number of RNG factors to correct for. We strongly disagree that 37 is a suitable number, but even if, despite that, it would use it were used, it would not change our conclusion. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple uh dream tweets from december of 2020 uh my 1.16 run was just rejected after research due to it being too unlikely to verify a video was made by head mod and youtuber geosquare using my name and clickbaiting cheating speed running in order to get easy views definitely a response soon total bs in response to that, currently have multiple moderators messaging me that they believe that the verdict was biased and that they might quit the mod team. What kind of quote-unquote investigation was this? According mm-hmm. to speedrun.com, the decision was made unanimously and the claim that moderators were threatening to quit was completely false. Um, but yeah, but uh, Dream publicly uploads the, his folder for the speedrun, denies having added mods. People point out that drop rates could be changed without necessarily adding mods. Yeah. Um 
but, but three days later, he announces his intentions to make a response video and apologizes for his his hostile uh, behavior in the previous days. Uh, mm-hmm. January 8th, Dream's response author makes a response to the response, which is basically just denying the points that speedrun.com made in their response. Yeah. And then on May 30th, as you said, uh, Dream put out a statement announcing that his run had in fact been modded with a mod that had been created for his challenge videos. The, the thing that's interesting to me is that even though Dream is not known for his speed running he does sort of advertise himself as a speed runner a lot yeah. you know like like all the manhunt videos are like for are like, like four people versus, speed runner versus four versus a speed runner yeah and and, and you know it, i there, there's a lot to talk about but it, it it's i i can see why this was the thing that kind of blew him up because a you had these yeah. people who didn't really know who dream was but were just kind of annoyed by how much people were talking about him and <laughs> it, it, and you know this this seems like a thing to be like oh this guy sucks but uh i i think the fact that it is ca- kind of trivial and also like but but, but like shitty and that it you know it the the, the harassment that stemmed from it but um that you know it, it's fun to dunk on dream for, for yeah. especially after he put out that like like months after the fact and after everyone was like yeah he probably cheated whatever that he was like turns out i did you, you, you know <laughs> it, 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 it had a very had a, a, a very funny arc to it you know yeah um and i think like this this goes a little bit more into like Minecraft community as a whole, but I think there was a there was a underlying theme like very deep within Minecraft spaces of people like blaming him cheating on his ADHD, which is like a really like it's like a huge topic within the Minecraft YouTuber like community of like again these like neurodivergent kids in that like there's these people who infantilized dream like to no end because he has adhd and they'll like find clips of him stimming and be like oh my god look at how like sweet this is and look at how sweet this that like people are like okay with this and also of like being like oh he probably didn't come out about his cheating because he has rsd and he didn't want to like be like he didn't want like the people that he likes which are like his fans to like feel bad like be mean to him or talking about how I even saw one person being like he should have been allowed to cheat because his ADHD puts him at a disadvantage while he's playing like while he's speed running and it's like that's like a like a bigger thing of like the neurodiverse community within Minecraft spaces of like how neurodiversity has become just an excuse to do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> which is like it's mm-hmm. not um, right and while those things could very well be true it's like he's also an adult who like should like cope like i hate to bring it to you but like he is like how old is he? he's 24 or something like that he's um, the same age as me so 21 yeah oh he's 21 yeah exactly he's like he's if he cheated on accident okay that's fine but to come out eight months later and be like yeah i cheated it's like learn to like cope with the fact that you have like anger issues and confrontation issues and before you like influence a bunch of like 14 and 15 year olds on the internet yeah and i i read that uh that post the other night and he he does mention how he had kind of figured this out. He doesn't say when, but it, he he says like I've known this for a while, and I was, and I I kind of didn't I, I I was afraid to go public with it, and it's like. I don't know. Like, like I, I could see myself being in that position, putting this thing and people say you're cheating. And it's like, I, 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 I didn't cheat. And sorry, you know, sorry, this whole firestorm and then realizing right. that you did cheat. And, but, you know, 
I don't know, man. When you're in a, a position like that, you have to <laughs> you have to be more careful about what you what you put out there. Yeah. And I think that's probably the most valid criticism because there's a lot of criticism of Dream that's just like, you're obviously just trying to like jump on the bandwagon of like fuck Dream. Um, but there is, I think like the biggest valid criticism of him is that like he is very, um, he lashes out very quickly and he's very like quick to try to defend himself. And um, he, he, he will condemn like fans that are, being like harassing people and like being shitty people but he's not like he's not doing as much as he should be for the audience that he has especially because his audience is a kids and b so large um and he doesn't really know how to handle the fan base that he has and so like you have Mm -hmm. this guy who and like given that he only blew up like a year ago he didn't really have that steady incline of like okay i can slowly like figure this out um but he just like he is the least like able person to do this kind of stuff. Like he is just so quick to defend himself. And yeah, like I was saying, I think that's just like, he knew that he was gonna blow up. He knew that he was appealing to children with his videos because he doesn't curse on them. And he um, is playing fucking Minecraft. (laughs) And he like kind of knew what he was getting himself into and then didn't know how to deal with it. Um, and it's like, yeah. okay, I get it. You want to blow up. You want to be a content creator. But like, if you, there's a responsibility that comes with that. It's not just like, oh, haha, I'm going to be funny on the internet. Exactly. And you were talking about how much, how much effort and how much research he put into blowing up in the first place. Right. So, so, you know, it's not that, it's not that it fell in his lap. Like he, he, he it was, it was a very calculated, very calculated moves that put him in that position. Extremely. So, so for him to have, have not, have not done that much of the work in terms of like, the responsibility associated with being a very popular person uh playing a children's game it, you know it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah it's um and i think that that's kind of a theme that runs throughout a lot of these um controversies that have been involved in especially if the controversy is like directly with another person mm-hmm. um it's just that he is very quick to lash out and so he I think what he tried to do to fix that was he made like a private Twitter account called, it was called Dreams Hangout. Um, Mm. And only he um, only opened it like very quickly. And so basically only fans were following it. And so that's kind of where he would put his like quick, like his like first thoughts about things before he like publicly came out and talked about them because it was a way for him to kind of like be defensive but like not affect like a general population but he's still affecting his fans with that and then those fans are going right. to go out and affect the general population exactly and now, not only is it him and his fan because now people don't have context for why these fans are going after them and harassing them because they don't have access to dream's private account where he's talking about all these feelings and so dream i think he finally deleted his um private account a couple of weeks ago um and good reason because he kept just doing this thing where he like well like vague a uh, content creator just like while like millions of people are watching and it's like you can't do that bro you have right. to be a content creator <laughs> i and i understand that that wants to have like to, to have a, a, a venting space but you can't expose the 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 people to whom you're a celebrity to 
that venting because they'll <laughs> because they'll you know run with it as if it's as if it's as if it's gossip as if it's you know people magazine exactly and then uh yeah i think that sort of like leads into like um like the next few controversies um there were two um i don't have i didn't do like i don't have all the numbers um you might have them but um he had beef with john swan and josh um and I think Josh was like, Josh tweeted something about um, how stand culture is really toxic. And he was like, um, these people need to like stop being a collective hive mind. Like you have a bunch of, like he, he just, he was kind of like venting on his Twitter about how like stand culture is toxic, which it is. Um, and Dream, I believe on his private account made a like tweets kind of being like, oh no, he actually, it was public. It was public on his main account on Dream was taken. He replied to Josh being, I think he just, I think he just thought like ratio or something. Um, and then he like went on to like talk about his actual thoughts about the topic um, and about how he doesn't think that Stan culture is toxic and he thinks that stands are really cool. Um, which like, please stop feeling the fire of letting your stands like think that they have a God complex because right. it's, it's not good. Um, but then he went on after that to make a full response video to Josh's like personal thoughts on stand culture where he um, compared it to liking football. Um, and where he was like, when I was in high school, I was really big into football and I like had all the jerseys for all my favorite people. And like, I watched every game. And I think that's very similar to stand culture, which is true. Um, but that's not taking into account the fact that people who are obsessed with football are also toxic. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> like, and I think some of the points that he made are true and that like people should be allowed to be obsessed with the things that they enjoy. And they should be allowed to vocalize their obsession with the things they enjoy. Because like some people can't help that, especially as Dream, who is someone who's very very much neurodivergent talking uh -huh. to his fan base who is also very much neurodivergent like these kids should be allowed to like thoroughly enjoy something and be excited about that and they shouldn't get shot down for it just because like some people have a personal vendetta against the content creators that they like but the fact that he made like this whole huge follow-up video just talking about how he thinks stan culture is a good thing and just like fueling the fire for all of these kids who already thought they were in the right who weren't in the right to continue to like harass content creators for having any sort of criticism against dream it's like it's like i said before it's very irresponsible and again it happened with john swan and that john swan and, and given in that situation john swan was actually in the wrong um mm -hmm. but it was still just like dream does not handle these situations right and like dream he always makes some really good points, but he just always is defensive first before making those points. And it's like, just take a breather before you tweet. That's all you have to do. It's just like, calm down, like collect your thoughts and then make like a twit longer like you always end up doing anyways. Right. And something that it's something that I've learned in the last couple of years, just, you know, obviously I don't have a, a platform as such, but mm -hmm. just, you know, in, in terms of like, I, you know, I had a messy breakup in, in September and that was really, it, it was a point where I, you know, spilled things too quickly and, and it, it mm -hmm. just created more problems, but it's just like you, you, you reach a point where you have to learn that like, it's very like, like, like when you have all these emotions about something, it's, it, you know, you want to put them out and write just yeah. about them and just, just, just get them all out there. But you need to like, stop yourself at the point of making them public <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly like, 
because like because like you could you could write whatever you want and that's you know that's the idea of like a diary or whatever but there you know you especially when you're someone who people pay attention to you you shouldn't begin with i'm gonna be famous without reaching the point of understanding that like you have to keep certain things from the public when you're famous Mm -hmm. yeah exactly Uh, i think that's also just like a larger problem with like twitter culture as a whole is that like um especially kids who are like obsessed with twitter they kind of think that it's natural to display every single thought that you have publicly on the internet for everyone to see and that you can't really have any sort of personal um like social media anymore because Mm -hmm. that will be seen as like a stan account where you're like tweeting every single opinion that you have a person and so if you're only tweeting positive stuff people assume that you only have positive feelings on a content creator which is what happened to me i'm probably i'm sure you probably saw it on twitter the other day where i got (laughs) called uh uh, fucking Minecraft YouTuber stand because I made a funny joke about Hunter Hunter and people took it the wrong way. Like literally completely misinterpreted the tweet right. and then acted like they they knew everything that I thought about Dream or like Minecraft YouTuber as a whole. And it's like people have thoughts that they keep behind closed doors. And the tweet, the Twitter culture that people have bred and I think the Twitter culture that Dream is encouraging is to put every single thought that you have out in the open which leaves absolutely no room for nuance because now people think that every single like your tweets are your collective thoughts when they're not and people don't and so i it's kind of like a confusing um situation that you have here where it's like okay don't tweet every thought publicly but also like don't assume that like like recognize that like people have things that they have behind closed doors, which is hard because you're like a content creator. People are trying to follow what you're saying. They're trying to understand your sort of your opinions on things that they can base their own opinions on them because they look up to you. But it's also like things just need to be like quiet sometimes. And I think that it's, it's hard to really explain. It's like really hard to explain because on one hand, you want to tweet all your thoughts because you want your fans to understand what you're talking about. But on the other hand, you don't want to tweet all your thoughts because you shouldn't (laughs) yeah yeah but then i think about some of the things i i i i mean his his music sort of comes to mind but just some of the things that dream has done that were more thought Mm -hmm. out that where where he's kind of uh expressing how he feels about things and they you know have have sometimes fallen flat as well (laughs) and i i I just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the point I I, it, I hate to just clown on the guy but I you know I think he's developed an idea that he's important he's developed a sense of and this happens to a lot of people who, who get big when they're young or have a very dedicated fan base just the, the, this idea that like what he has to say is 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 very meaningful and it, it bleeds into his content and how he presents himself on his twitter the fact that you know so there are some people there are some like youtubers who use twitter the way that the way that everyone else does to just like share their thoughts on things and tweet jokes or whatever and there are people who use it in a business yeah. way to like just post whenever there's a new video or a new initiative they're doing dream uh, has such a curated social media presence and i i guess that speaks mm-hmm. to the sort of the sort of planning that that he did in terms of becoming a youtuber in the first place but i 
it it doesn't really do much for him. I think. I, I think it it's it, it's yeah. sort of it sort of uh, yeah. just drives him up the wall. Yeah. Well, I, I and I think it also um, the fans that he has created hang on to his every word, and so to them, what he says is important. Um, mm. And so to them, what he is tweeting is correct and is the status quo and is how you should feel about a situation. And so like, obviously that gets to his head. Like he has 23 million people who are hanging on to his every word and like will defend him to the grave and like can never think that he's done anything wrong and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, yeah, like uh, if I if that was happening to me, I'd develop a god complex. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, and this kind of this leads into probably one of his most recent controversies, where he, um, like, uh, he so when he releases mask music video, there's the iconic scene where he throws his normal pills into the trash, um, which <laughs> <Right>. is <laughs> one of the single funniest screenshots in existence um but also when like you're tweeting your every thought and like people are hanging on to your every thought like you should probably like make a preface of like don't do this this was just my personal experience um because a lot of but like also he's very much allowed to talk about his personal experience and I think that's completely valid and I think the mask while the mask music video isn't very good I think the song is like probably one of the most genuine and heartfelt things he's ever done, um, even if it's not good by any means. Um, and so he received a lot of hate for that. And um, that isn't the controversy in and of itself. The controversy comes when a bunch of people were talking about it and being like, hey, you shouldn't do this. And he was like, he made this stupid tweet that was like very like, unintentionally racist where he kind of like talked about how like oh well like rap music is all about like drugs and like sex but like you don't be people like criticizing that um and he but he directly subtweeted someone like a person like not a content creator or anything like just some person who was criticizing him and so that person then received the copious amount of death threats that any content creator gets and like in the sense of it, it, when it's a content creator, it's like, at least this person kind of has the, like understands what having a platform is and can like deal with harassment and death threats. But like when some person with like 200 followers on Twitter who is A, black, B, trans, C, a lesbian, like they're, you're just setting them up for failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they received a lot of hate. And so later on that person, he DM'd Dream being like, hey, can you maybe delete your tweet because I'm getting death threats? And Dream um, was replied to it and was like, hey, I'm really sorry. Like, first of all, he didn't apologize, uh, which is like, hmm. But he did delete the tweet at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like, this is not how my tweet meant to come off. And like, I didn't like mean for this to blow up and I didn't like mean for this to happen and you shouldn't get harassment and I don't condone harassment in my fan base. And then he also went on to say that he was like, my fan base isn't anti-black. And it was like, you as a white man can't say that. Um, and that was like the huge, like the, the that was what started the controversy. And like, it's uh-huh. a very valid controversy because you have this white man who is trying to talk about what isn't, isn't racist within his fan base. And like, I've seen it before. Like people in their fan base are very racist. Like look at, some people still support Schlatt, who like makes jokes about blackface consistently. Mm. Um, and he later recanted that statement on his private Twitter account being like, hey, I don't see the anti-blackness in my fan base, but I don't. What I meant to say is that I don't 
support anti-blackness and so if you are anti-black you're not a part of this fan base and mm. so like i like and on one hand like i get what he was trying to say but you did not word it correctly and you yeah. also shouldn't have only said it in your on your private account where the person that you affected by this can't even see it right um, <laughs> and so it's it's always this idea of him like talking directly to his fans and then like wondering why his public image is so bad and it's mm. like well you're only talking to the people who like you and right. you're only getting validation from the people who like you and you're not uh trying to make people who are outside of your fan base understand what's going on with you which like good on you i guess because like you don't care about the haters or whatever but like when you're being racist you kind of have to like explain yourself a little bit yeah yeah and, and like you know, like the people who are already in his fan base, it, you know, this might seem counterintuitive, but you can't like change the behavior of your fan base without changing your image beyond your fan base. Yeah. You know, like, like if you want to, like, like you can, you can tell your fans like, Hey, stop that. But you know, if they, if, if they support you and they've been supporting you in this way, they're not they're, like, they tie that to supporting you. Yeah. So what you need to do is kind of change the way that the public sees you. And that way your fan base won't be so reactionary mm-hmm. to it, you know? But I think there's also a problem. Um, this I think this is why a lot of people think that I like support Dream as a person is because I also think that the people who don't like Dream are in the wrong a lot of the times, mm. um, and that they like will constantly spread rumors and try to get him doxxed and like try to get things and like get things trending and then get mad that they're trending because they were tweeting about how much they hate that it's trending to the point that it started trending. Like it's, it's very like, don't tweet about it. Um, like to the point where a lot of people have like Minecraft YouTubers or dreams and don't interact with me on like their Twitter account. And it's like, well, how do you expect those people who are in this toxic fan base to get out of that toxic fan base? If you don't want to at all, like interact with them, even if they recognize the problematic people in their fan base. Like mm. you're locking them into that and you're making making being a dream SMP stand and being a bad person the same thing. So all dream SMP stands are just going to lean into that because that's what they are. To yeah. Me. Yeah. And I think that and I think that's a recurring phenomenon in terms of like online spaces and sort yeah. of isolationist mentalities yeah. uh, with regard to politics and opinions outside of politics. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's just something that spreads a lot of the time. But uh yeah. I think a lot of it stems from the fact that a lot of these people were bullied in school. And so they kind of gatekeep all their interests because they're scared of being bullied again. Um, and cause like you see it a lot on like anime Twitter and stuff like that. Um, not, not personal or anything, but um, it's like, like you, you're doing the same thing that the people who bullied you were doing in the sense of like, you're not letting people grow and develop and you're doing the same thing that the Minecraft stands that you don't like are doing. You're not letting people grow. You're not educating people in proper ways. You're just bullying people so that you can feel better than them. And so they can have some sort of moral superiority complex because you don't like the problematic creator that they like. Yeah. And there's an interesting, there's an interesting line or conversation to be had about the extent to which a personal, like an online space is, can, can be personal and curated, especially when it comes to accounts Mm -hmm. on social media. And, you know, if you just don't want to, interact with something especially something as innocuous as uh as you know a certain youtuber a certain show you can just you you can do what you can to exclude that um but then also 
when that intersects with 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 areas of controversy and when the the fact that social media is a is a private and public space it's you know there there are difficulties in terms of yeah i don't think anyone has an obligation to to change everyone else <laughs> and you know i i, I yeah. think it's okay for people to be like you know this is my space and there's just i don't want to i don't want to talk about it but if you're talking about it then you're talking about it you know right. yeah it's hard because i think a, like a, a big problem with like dream haters is that they constantly interact with dream content in a negative way but twitter doesn't know the difference between you negatively interacting with something and positively interacting with it so the more that you that you hate interact with something the more you're going to see it and then you because you're hate interacting with toxic people you think that the fan base is made up of more toxic people than it actually is mm. um and it's like all you have to do is block that person and then you won't see that ever again and like people are so scared to just like block people and move on <laughs> to the point where yeah. they're like and I think this is kind of a thing that happens a lot on the internet in that like people need a reason to hate something. And so even if someone isn't a bad person, they'll make up the fact that they're a bad person so that they can be justified in hating them. Um, it's like, you're allowed yeah. to just dislike something. I guess you can't really mute the word dream, but I was just going to say that like, yeah. you know, they, they, there, there are ways of just like staying out of it. And I think a lot of the people who, who go as far as to say, don't interact if you're a, a, a dream stand or whatever, are people who, who, who have a certain interest in interacting with it to, you know, and I, I think there's a certain enjoyment that comes out of hating something enough to want to talk about it. But I, you yeah. know, obviously people don't always recognize that. And the people who are not interested in dream just don't, watch his videos or talk about him you know they're, right like, there's definitely a certain like there's definitely a certain kind of people who, who who like to be an activist about everything and you know if they if they think something is is wrong then they'll then they'll you know be very actively against it but i you know mm -hmm. i once it reaches the point of just being about a minecraft youtuber it's kind of right. it's like what are we doing here i was talking about it with my friend last night in that like trying to explain minecraft drama to like anyone outside the internet is like trying to explain bluetooth to someone from like the 1500s like they <laughs> don't know what the hell you're talking about and like it's good true. for them and it's right. just like people get so heated over something that literally does not matter and yeah. it's, uh, like it's laughable in the moment but it's also very concerning Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I argued yeah. for I, I argued earlier in this episode that uh, one of the things that caused the downfall of Minecraft in, in initially in in Let's Play communities was the insurgence of drama. I see a lot of overlap between uh, you know the situations that Dream is in and the situations that Sky Does Minecraft was in in you know 2013 ish. But this new wave, it seems like the drama was part of the rise of it. You know, just in terms of like Keemstar killed Minecraft the first yeah. time, and this time and this time he was like he 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 was like a central figure in that early period of of, of bringing it back. And you you know the the people who were involved early yeah. on are people who already had drama, like and and even just just Dream SMP and the internal drama of that series is like is like you know so it, it's scripted and they're not they're they, they, you know there's it's not so much real drama but just like it's a more volatile environment in general this time around than i think it was last time yeah that is really interesting and um i think like 
I think thankfully a lot of the content creators surrounding the Dream SMP are finally being like, this is too much for me. I need to step away. And a lot of them are like not streaming as much anymore and they're not on Twitter anymore. Um, except Dream. Uh, but even Dream, he really doesn't post that much anymore. He posts like once a month, maybe like once every two months. Um, and so I think that drama is finally catching up to them because um, they can't really ride the wave of it any longer because now whenever something trends, it's to hate on Dream and not to like actually, and to like him in any way. Um, and so people are realizing that they like, like it, it's kind of, you're kind of burning yourself out with like the, what you use to blow up in the sense of like trying to get things trending and like, because people are getting tired of it. Yeah. For what it's worth, I did see a, uh, a, a pro dream trend like a day or two ago on Twitter. <laughs> there's definitely um, still a community there because George said something in a stream about him and it's, yeah, yeah, you know, there, there's definitely still an active fan base, but I wonder if the fact that a lot of these people are now posting less is indicative that this is a more like multifaceted community in that there are the you know the, the the people who have their fan base and they came up on minecraft but then there's also people who've been doing it a long time and people who play other things yeah. as well i think i wonder if this is a more resilient kind of coalition that that, that minecraft has now but I, I do wonder if the fact that these people are not posting as much is is sort of uh, for forestalling a uh, another decline in minecraft's popularity mm-hmm. yeah definitely um, and kind of going back to, that's really interesting. I'm like thinking about it <laughs> a little bit more. Um, yeah, because they, Minecraft is sort of all they have and they like can't, like the drama is kind of catching up to them, but they don't want it to like necessarily die because then it's like they're not a content creator anymore. Yeah, one wonders. I mean, you think about, first of all, you think about uh, Epic SMP and, you know, how that sort of tanked. And it was it was it was a thing that uh, had had some of the of the popular people of this generation, but also had like people from outside of it completely. And yeah. uh, Finn you Wolfhard. know, yeah, it had Finn Wolfhard. It had uh, <laughs> who who else? I mean, I mean Ryan uh, Matt from Super Mega obviously started yeah. it, but um, you know the failure of that I think is a, you know an interesting indicator that maybe the this 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 force of Minecraft that was so resilient especially like, like like at the peak of the pandemic as is is not doing the most anymore yeah, <laughs> like, no definitely um and, and but then i also think about you know danny gonzalez's like new minecraft series and the fact that like existing people are still like rolling over into yeah. minecraft and yeah i don't know there's there's a lot of layers to it but danny kind of i mean danny obviously because he had a following blew up but he also was in part because of dream um and that for april fools he pretended to be dream on like a live stream um right and like i think people kind of the only reason that they can get popular streaming minecraft nowadays is because of dream it's because like oh all the dream smp fans are gonna see you posting minecraft to get excited about oh. in the same way that dream blew up from posting beautypie <laughs> yeah it all comes full circle it, it sure yeah. does yeah but going back to the um going back to the whole like tags thing and like the trending tags and stuff like that. I also do think it's really interesting. Um, I mentioned it briefly. Uh, I don't think I worded it the best way that a lot of the stuff that trends about dream or about Minecraft YouTubers in general are you, you, you click on the tag and a lot of them are people hating on the tag and also Minecraft YouTuber stands telling people to not trend it, <laughs> which is very funny because people are so, 
so like they want to be the morally better person so badly um that they will like because they've gotten so much backlash from getting things trended and get mad when people tweet about it and trend it because they don't want to be seen as the bad person anymore um and then you have the haters who are talking about how disgusting the tag is but are in turn adding to it and then causing it to trend and that happened that's another dream conference that happened which was um uh, a couple like a very small portion of uh dream dream stands uh got the trending tag dream shooters like a week after the atlanta spa shootings which is like right. don't do that uh, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah 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 but that was literally like maybe 20% of the tag was people who were actually like ta- like tweeting under it. And the other 80% was people who hate Dream being like, this is disgusting. And people who do like Dream being like, this is disgusting. And so yeah. most of the, t- and that, that's been happening a lot recently. It happened with um, Rambu the other day. It happened with, uh, I think it happened with George too. And that like all of these tags that start trending are because people are like, ugh, I don't want this tag to trend. And then it starts trending because people are tweeting under it. Yeah, and, and that's how it is with a lot of things on Twitter. You know, yeah. whenever whenever something trends on Twitter, some of it is going to be people being like, why is this trending? But yeah. uh, so dream, I mean, we can kind of go, we can, we, can, we can come full circle here and just, you know, sort of, sort of synthesize why dream matters so much, both to people that like them and to people that don't. Uh, I think there's an element of just just online culture today that has progressed in a way where 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 someone like Dream, if someone like Dream was around in you know 2011, 2012, no one would bat an eye. But 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 it's just a uh, an environment where a lot of people are looking for controversy and controversy and, and algorithms favor controversy. Yeah, and just, that's a big you thing. Know, it, it, it just things blow up in a way. And like I I, I think that the in the history of Minecraft, Dream is someone who brought something new to it and and had a had an engaging voice and was was kind of fun to watch. I watched I watched a bunch of his videos in preparation for this, and I watched the manhunt where he uh, crafted a boat in midair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a classic. It's insane, and then it's just you know he he's he's a he's a talented guy when it comes to playing Minecraft. He's a talented guy when it comes to like creating and editing and, and and you know coming up with these 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 different kinds of videos that obviously people respond to and, and also i curating gone. an internet identity mm. great at it, it it's oh, a yeah. bad internet identity but he's great at doing it yeah and, and and i think curating is a very is is a very strong way to describe it because a lot of people sort of there there's a mix of people who like bump into it and people who have a very developed one and normally there, there are some people where you can't really tell and to the extent that they curated their identity, they try to hide it. And Dream is someone who in the same way that, I mean, this just this is just a completely non sequitur thought, but I've, I've thought about comedy and how uh, John Mulaney uh, brings a different energy to comedy and that he wears his mm. preparation on his sleeve where, where with a lot of comedians, there's an element of trying to seem casual and that's such a big part of like being on a stage and talking to people uh in in this like starting from maybe the 60s or the 70s but um dream is someone who in minecraft is pretty transparent about things being planned a lot of the time is you know Mm -hmm. like like to the extent that he you know has this twitter account where where everything he tweets is like part of a bit or something and he has you know this this very iconic like you know imagery that he uses Mm -hmm. like like he he has a more curated kind of identity than 
your average Minecraft YouTuber. And I think that that is part of the reason that he, you know, he seems professional, I think, in a way that a lot yeah. of his, a, a lot of people from his generation anyway, uh, t- tend to just be, be very loose with, with how they present themselves. And I think a really big part of it too is also just the fact that he's like faceless. And it's, I think it's a lot easier to absolutely like rail on a smiley face than like a person who like you can actually kind of like picture in your mind. Like people don't know what dream looks like. And so they see any sort of like smiley face or like God forbid the color green and they're like, oh, I hate dream. And it's (laughs) like, you're not seeing some guy. You're seeing like a picture of uh, a little ugly little dude um mm. <laughs> and it, it's so easy to just get riled up about it yeah but here's something that i just thought of most <laughs> minecraft youtubers are just some guy they are all just some guy and that is probably the um biggest thing that minecraft youtuber stands don't understand is that um i didn't talk about it like nearly as much as i've talked about it in some other like with some of my other friends but like people like a lot of the people who are into minecraft youtubers like need these content creators to be the perfect image that they've created like it's a very parasocial thing of like Mm -hmm. if this person doesn't know everything and speak out about everything and say everything perfectly and according to plan then they are like a bad person and it's like this is some guy and people put these guys up on pedestals and then get just like and just idolize them and think that but like i said before they like every word is like the it's like the bible and like Mm. what they say is important to them and then they speak out of line once and it starts trending because people don't know how to handle the fact that like this person said something that didn't coincide with what they thought of this person and then in turn that gets the haters going because now the haters have an excuse to like hate that person even more than they already do even if it's just a very very small thing because it blows out of proportion yeah and but 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 the point that i want to make and i i i feel very sorry i kind of went off is that no it's, it's that dream's whole brand is around not being some guy yeah like, like 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 a in terms of how how curated his presence is as we talked about earlier and b in how he doesn't show his face but he has this this iconography that that because he doesn't show his face becomes so distinctive mm-hmm. that he you, you know he seems to like, like almost purposefully have set himself up in such a way where like he his his whole image is that he's not a he's, he's not just a person he's not mm-hmm. a person is is basically what dreams image is and so it obviously like like it makes him a much bigger figure even though he's not like the most popular like mm-hmm. like, like like he's he's a, he's a much bigger figure because he he's an image rather than a face and yeah. you know when you're watching a uh, like like a George video and you know he's 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 got like his his skin obviously but then you also just see him and he's you know some guy you never yes, see dream you only see the smiley face and the green and it 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 elevates him to a level where it almost goes without saying that he can't ever do anything wrong (laughs) because because he because he is a cartoon character basically Mm -hmm. no yeah and even within the dream smp lore dream's character is a god he's Mm. he can bring people back from the dead he has an alter ego called dream xd that is literally like the creator of the smp like and they use that iconography of like the smiley face to show that he is like emotionless and there is nothing behind that mask like literally the joke is that like he picks up the mask and there's not even a face there because (laughs) he's just he's not human he's just 
uh, he is the ma- that's what the mask is like that's what, that's, the, that's that's what, what yeah. the mask is yeah but so like so like he's he's sort of brought it upon himself in a certain sense that i, I don't think he thought this through all the way no. just, just you know i guess i think the reason that captain sparkles has been so enduring is because he s- struck such an excellent balance between like a not getting into any controversies b but 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 without being like so apolitical that people are are are, are, are like you're you know you're a centrist or whatever like like, yeah. like he does you know you know he's he but he's avoided controversy and he has like he's a real person and obviously he you know he started his music channel and his instagram mm-hmm. and he has all these all these different outlets to really like be like i'm a real person here's my house here are my cars you know like like, like yeah I, i'm a real person but then also just having this this very iconic you know logo and skin and all the like, like his minecraft persona is also iconic he really struck that balance and i think that's why he has been like a, a, at the forefront of the community for such yeah, a long time that's super interesting but Dream's whole concept is one that that, that, that like leads him into controversy because it, it's entirely based around the idea that he is that, that he is what people put onto him. Like, mm-hmm. like he's literally a, a, a smiley face. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he, he, his, his whole persona is just like, I'm what you think I am. And mm-hmm. of course that, that didn't really work out for him. <laughs> I, he, 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 uh, feeds into it too because there's a lot like it'll, it'll trend like oh what do you think dream looks like and like people will like draw what they think he looks like and like he's okay with that and stuff like that whereas a lot of other faces content creators for example ranbu is like don't speculate what i look like because i don't want you to like project onto who i am as a person i just want to be a content creator but dream feed into it he's like write fan fiction about me make fan art of me like do this do that like he encourages it so much because he wants to be whatever people make of him yeah and he and he does that thing where like he teases doing a face reveal and then he was like i didn't do it because of the pandemic but i'll do it sometime next year the way that he fed into danny gonzalez's april fool's day joke like 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 he's he's constantly feeding into this mystery about who he is that really just amplifies Mm -hmm. the parts of his fan base that want him to be what they say he is yeah and it is interesting kind of talking about this whole idea of like uh content creator becoming more human and i now that you mention it 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 does seem like like for like for example wilbur the second he started like being very more down to earth and like he started posting music and like he's in a band now and he doesn't really tweet it he doesn't really post it so he's not on twitter anymore so he doesn't have that like faceless like just words to hide behind he's very much just like a guy now and like his fandom has calmed down so much since then and like he is very open about hey i curate every single thing that i say on the smp like it is not who i am as a person and he's open about that and he is open about showing like the process of his music and showing like his friends like in real life and like showing like the like he does like a lot of IRL vlogs and the same thing he, he doesn't do a lot of IRL vlogs but like now that George and Jack and Tommy have started doing more like stuff in real life it's like they become more human and their fan bases start to calm down a little bit exactly and uh maybe Dream will eventually realize that and actually start to move in that direction but yeah. 
I think he's sort of he he's sort of dug his heels in a little bit in the in the last uh, while. I mean, I guess I guess like actually coming out about having having cheated in the in in, in the speed run is something that he didn't have to do per se, and it's something mm-hmm. that's like that that's like him coming clean about stuff. And again, he he has said that he will eventually do a face reveal. I don't know if I I, I like the way that he's built it up so much, but. Mm-hmm. There, there are signs that he's moving in that direction. It's yeah. just, you know, it, it's what one needs to do at a certain point. If you're, if you're someone who, again, is just a, a, you know, a normal everyday person is not, you know, media trained or anything who develops this online identity, like it's, it's crucial at some point that you remind people that you're a regular person and yeah. dream to this day has not really done that. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, I think that's really like the root of like why people um, get so up in arms when like the tiniest little things happen with him, because it's like, you're, he's not flawless and people forget that. He's not flawless. And he, you know, more so than a lot of people likes to sort of feeds into the idea that he is. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've, I think we've kind of made uh, a few breakthroughs about, about uh, what what dream's all about here tonight. This has been a very great conversation. Yeah. I had a lot of fun and learned a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, do you have anything that you want to plug on air before we, uh, sign off? Um, I mean, I guess just my, my art, if you follow me at Paranimate on Instagram, I'd be very grateful. Um, P-A-R-A-N-I-M-A-T-E. I'm sure you'll put it somewhere. Yeah. The, the link for that will be in the, uh, in the, in the description. Uh, Thank you so much for coming out. Thank uh, you. Kaden, this has been amazing. You're welcome back anytime, obviously. There's so many so other things we could talk about. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, all right. It's been really fun. I disagree. I disagree, Gary. I disagree, Gary.